You are now listening to the Keys and Anklets podcast, your one-stop source for frank and honest information about the hot wife and cuckold lifestyles. You can find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio, or you can head to www.keysandanklets.com and subscribe right from the website. Now, let's get to the good stuff with the host who separates fact from fiction, Michael C. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Michael C., back with another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. In this podcast, we talk all about the hot wife and cuckold lifestyles and try to separate fact from fiction. You know, just try to clear it up and make it an easier lifestyle for people to understand. With that being said, uh, one of the things that I want to talk to you about, well, actually the main thing that I want to talk to you about is... Um, Something that's been on my mind for a while, I've been kind of witnessing it, it going on in the community. And I just kind of wanted to give people a different perspective, a different way of seeing it. And before I go into that, let me just explain a little why I seem to talk so passionately uh, about all things related to this lifestyle. You see, with me, this lifestyle has given me so much. Like it's given me basically everything that I have. It's given me my family. It's given me security. Um, it's introduced me to wonderful people who I would have never met <laughs> were they not interested in the same kind of kinky shit that I'm interested in. Um, so what you hear is a man who is simply just trying to give back to something that has given him so much. So with that being said, um, the thing that I've noticed, and I've, I've been kind of hearing it talked about here and there, and, you know, I've, I've seen things in forums and, and, and whatnot, and I'll just start off like this. This lifestyle, and when I talk about this lifestyle, I'm specifically going to be talking about cuckolding, BDSM, and the interracial lifestyle, otherwise known as the BBC lifestyle. Because those things are in my immediate wheelhouse. I mean, you can apply this to other things as well, not just in the lifestyle, but other things in life. But I'm talking specifically about those three lifestyles. And I'll, I'll use an analogy that most of you out there can, can relate to. And that is the game of pool. Many of us have played pool before. Uh, we've had friends or family members who have had pool tables in their house. So you've been to a bar or lounge or game room in school, college, what have you. But it's one of those games that we've all had at least some familiarity with. And for anyone out there who knows, you have people who play pool and you have people who shoot pool. Okay. I play pool. I know people who shoot pool. There's a very big difference. The whole approach to the game is different. Same game, same table, same sticks, same balls. Just the way that they play it is completely different from the way that they shoot it. With that being said, and how it ties to this lifestyle and these lifestyles, cuckolding, BDSM, the interracial lifestyle. They all have a lifestyle component, meaning that there are people who pursue those as basically a way that they live their life. 
And then there are people who also approach it as a fetish. It's not right. It's not wrong. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just simply the way that it is. There are people who take it very seriously. And then there are people who don't take it very seriously. And one of the things that I think you see is those of us who are on the side where it is a lifestyle to us, there can sometimes be this tendency to throw shade at the people who only see it as a fetish, as though what they're doing is not what we're doing. And that's right. What they're doing is not the same as what we're doing. They're not taking it to the same um, extent that those who pursue it as a lifestyle are taking it, but it's still in the same vein. And there was a recent thread on Twitter that I'd been watching and, you know, you hear things like, well, it's not real cuckolding if dot, 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 fill in the qualifier there. And like I said, it's, it's not about it being real cuckolding. It's just, it's just a version of cuckolding. It may not be your particular version of cuckolding, but it is all a part of the same tree. And the one thing that I keep in mind whenever I have these discussions with people, whenever I see these topics, you know, being talked about is I try to keep in mind that just because someone is on the fetish side, sometimes there's a reason why they're remaining on that side. You know, sometimes pursuing this as a lifestyle is simply not an option for them, be it their, their circumstance or, you know, maybe they're married to a partner who they presented this to and their partner shot them down. You know, in those cases, just because your partner tells you no, that doesn't mean that those thoughts or feelings just go away. Like they're still there. And for these people, you know, the fetish side of it, you know, it can be an outlet. It can be a way for them to scratch that itch. And one of the things about me um, that helped me get to this point, all the different things that I've been through is there was a time in my life where I was a sex worker. Now, when I say sex worker, I mean that, you know, I was in that realm. And what I learned early on was that, you know, you know what? There are people out there, mainly white men, who would pay me to watch me fuck a white woman. And this was back in the day when I was grinding and, you know, you, you got to eat, you got to survive. And I was like, well, you know what? That's something that I'm going to do anyway. So I might as well do this. So I did it and I did it for a few years. And those experiences taught me a lot about how cuckolds think a lot. Like I probably wouldn't be here doing this podcast today were it not for those experiences, because when you're fulfilling that fantasy in order to make it as authentic as possible, you have to get into their heads. And so that was what I did. And as I said, it taught me a lot about how those men think and why they were seeking me out, what their particular situations were. Some of them were married. Some of them were single. You know, some of them hadn't accepted it yet. Some of them were still in denial, but they couldn't, you know, they couldn't, they couldn't hide from it, you know, so they would do this 
every few weeks to just kind of get their fix. And then they would go back to their normal vanilla life, you know, but with that being said, there are people out there who, for whatever reason, are unable to pursue the lifestyle side of it. And what I would like to see happen is the people who are fortunate enough to pursue this as a lifestyle feel blessed, like feel fortunate that things worked out for you to the point where you can pursue it this way because not everybody has that luxury. Not everybody has those opportunities. So when you see people on the fetish side doing what they do, I don't understand why those of us on the lifestyle side allow that to impact us. Now I will be the first to agree that the fetish side, the people on the fetish side can sometimes make it seem like this lifestyle has no substance, you know, because it's almost like they're just doing it for the fun aspects of it instead of taking on the responsibilities of the real life aspect of it. I'll put this in a BDSM term. Uh, Many of you know that I am in a master slave dynamic. Now, uh, since I've been in this lifestyle, I've met many guys who, who see that I have a slave and they've approached me and said, Hey Mike, man, I would love to have a slave. Can you show me how to get one? And my response has always been the same. Whereas if I have to show you how to get one, then you're not ready to have one. In other words, if you think that this is all fun and games, then you don't truly understand what this is all about. Like there's a difference between having a woman or a sub that you play with, you know, a few times a month, you know, and you break out the handcuffs and the blindfold and the paddles and you spank her and whatever and share with your friends. And then you both go back to your respective lives. That's different from pursuing this as a lifestyle. When you have, when you have earned that title of master or daddy or sir or what have you, and you know that you are personally responsible for that person above and beyond the sexual aspects that come with it. A lot of guys don't want that responsibility and that's cool if they don't want it, but just recognize that there is a difference um, in regards to the interracial aspect of the lifestyle. On the fetish side, you have women who enjoy being with black men. They enjoy fucking black men and that is their fetish. But then on the other side, in the lifestyle side, you have women who have made the decision to walk this path of life with black men. And this is what they choose to do for them. It's not a fetish. It's the way that they live their life. Uh, for example, people will often ask me um, about my slave and they will say, Hey, you know, does she have a queen of spades tattoo? And my response is always my slave has three biracial children. There's no need for her to have a queen of spades tattoo. And I'm saying that's, that's her life. You know, again, not saying that one is right or one is wrong or one is better than the other. It's just a simple fact that they can both coexist. And we need to give each other room to exist in our respective spaces. You know, I know that a woman who chooses to 
you know, to enjoy black men from a purely sexual standpoint, I'm sure she doesn't want to be lectured from someone who has dedicated their life to being with a black man or black men and walking that path. Just as I'm sure people who, you know, are only able to see a pro dom or people who are practicing pro doms don't want to be lectured by the people who are on the lifestyle side where they're saying, Hey, you're only, you know, you're only being this way for people who are doing it one day at a time. Whereas we're over here doing it as a lifestyle and the same holds true for cuckolding. I'm sure that there are people who, you know, who enjoy it as a fetish who don't want to be lectured by, you know, the other side who are pursuing it as a lifestyle, trying to make it seem like they are less valid. Now, one thing that I will agree with wholeheartedly is that when you are only pursuing it as a fetish, you are missing out on a layer of complexity that the lifestyle aspect of this provides. But the way I see it, that's not our problem. In other words, if you're happy with pursuing it from a purely fetish standpoint and the people you're engaging with are happy, that should all, that should all, you know, that should be all that matters. What they do shouldn't impact what we do over here, or we shouldn't allow it to impact what we do over here. Um, to go back to the pool reference, if I'm a person who shoots, who shoots pool and I go into a random pool hall or a random bar if my thing is I only want to shoot pool with other people who shoot pool, then the burden is on me to make sure that, you know, that I'm filtering out the pool players from the pool shooters so that I only am playing with the people who play it on the level that I play with. Transfer that to the lifestyle. If you are someone who pursues, whether it's the interracial lifestyle, BDSM, or cuckolding, if you're in the group that you pursue it as a lifestyle, then don't waste your time on people who are only pursuing it as a fetish. As soon as you find out that they are pursuing it as a fetish, then you should be able to say, okay, cool, you go over there and do you. I'm going to go do this over here. Good luck to you. As opposed to kind of waving your finger. And saying, you know, trying to make it seem like they're not doing it the way that it's supposed to be done. Who of us, who are, you know, who of us can say how it's supposed to be done? All we know is what works for us. I mean, that's the beauty of this lifestyle is that it's like water. It seeks its own level. You know, you find what works for you. And as long as it works for you and your partner, then at the end of the day, that that's all that really matters. You know, the labels don't matter. What people say don't matter. You know, there's a lot, there's enough you know, turmoil and trouble in the world that when we find something that makes us happy, we should just fully embrace that. I don't understand why people feel the need to make it complicated. And I understand that I, you know, I've been guilty of that as well. And, but I try to catch myself when I do, you know, um, and mainly the trouble comes in when people cross the streams, when the fetish side try to deal with people on the lifestyle side, and the, the, the lifestyle side kind of pushes back because they don't appreciate being approached that way, you know? So 
that's all I wanted to say and, and speak to you guys about today was ju- just be mindful of that. Just ask yourself, is this something that I do? Am I doing something to make someone else feel like what they're doing is not the right way when someone could very easily point the finger at me for something that I do and accuse me of not doing it the right way because I'm not doing it the way that they do it, or I'm not taking it to the level that they're taking it. You know, uh, I've, you know, I've heard of couples who think that, you know, if a, if a, you know, if a husband is not in chastity, then they're not doing cuckolding right. Like how absurd is that? You know, couples, they, they, they do it their own way. They do it in the way that works for them. You know, so I just want people to understand when you think about these things, just think about the game of pool. Just think about how some of us, we like to just go to the bar and just shoot and have a good time, play for beers, play for drinks, whatever. And then you have those people that come in the pool hall and they got the thing over their shoulder and they got, you know, they, they, they carry around their own special made cue. Obviously that's a person that takes it far more seriously than I do. And when I play, I know I don't want to play pool with anybody that shoots pool because it's not going to be a fun game for me. They're going to whip my ass every single time, you know, and it's just, it's just not going to be a pleasant experience. Now, if I want to learn how to shoot pool, then I can seek one of those people out and let them know, Hey, I'm just a pool player, but I would like to be a pool shooter. Can you help me? And then that person understands where I'm coming from. And then it's up to me to show that person that I'm serious, to show that person that I value their time. So if you're on the lifestyle side and you're dealing with somebody on the fetish side, it's okay to want to help them, but just make sure that they really want the help and they're not just wasting your time because nobody likes to feel like they're having their time wasted. So I just wanted to speak on that, you know, hopefully give people something to think about. You know, as many of you know, that that's what I like to do. I like to make people think. You know, and ask yourself, am I guilty of that? Ask yourself, which side of the fence do I fall on? Am I a pool player or I'm a pool shooter when it comes to cuckolding, when it comes to BDSM, when it comes to, you know, pursuing, you know, your involvement with black men? Are you on the fetish side or are you on the lifestyle side? And whichever side you on. I'm sure you wouldn't have you wouldn't want to have someone wagging their finger at you at you. So just be mindful when you catch yourself wagging your finger at other people. Like I said, I'm always going to support and promote the lifestyle aspect of these things because I have a tremendous amount of experience, a tremendous amount of experience in all three. And I know how rewarding they can be when you pursue it to that level. But I also have played in the fetish side. And I know that the people who play on that side, they're getting something out of it for whatever reason, even if we don't understand it, they're getting something out of it. And as long as they aren't hurting anybody, then let them do what they do and be happy that you have what you have. So that's all I wanted to say today. You know, hopefully some of you have learned something from this and you know, hopefully it's, it's gotten some of you to think about this and ask yourself those questions. And um, I appreciate you for listening to me. With that being said, I'm your host, Michael C. with the Keys and Anklets podcast, and I'll see you when I see you. Peace.